This is Until All Are Free. I'm your host, Preston Goff. If you've ever listened to Until All Are Free, you will have heard me say this at the end of the episode. The music you heard on the intro and outro of this episode was produced and generously donated by City of Sound. Today, I'm excited to welcome the artists behind that music to the podcast. Andrew, Lacey, and Jordan are the musicians that together make up City of Sound, a 100% independent rock band based out of Los Angeles. They recently joined us while in town for a concert they were playing here in Colorado Springs, and so I'm excited to share this conversation with you. We talked about their origin as a band, the messiness of nonprofit work, the temptation to only tell neatly packaged stories, and how Andrew's experience in one red light district in Thailand still influences the music that they produce today. Before we get started, just a quick note. If you're listening to today's podcast with kids around, maybe pop in those earbuds. There is some language that may not be suitable for young audiences. All right, let's jump in. I'm excited to welcome City of Sound to the podcast today. Hey guys, it's great to have you here. You're here in the flesh in Colorado Springs, and I'm just really looking forward to getting to, to know you all um, a bit better. So I wonder if we could just um, start by having you just introduce yourself briefly just to get us started. Yeah, I'm Andrew Lay. I play guitar in City of Sound. From Colorado Springs. Yeah. From Hometown Colorado Boy. Springs. Hometown show. Very excited to be back <laughs> with everybody. You know, no, this is really great to be back. And it's fun to, like, you know, have new friends meet old friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's like great. Colliding. Exactly. That's cool. For sure. I'm Lacey Bowen. They call me Nova. Nice. <laughs> I play violin in the band, and I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. Where we're heading next. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jordan Wright. Um, I am. I sing and play piano, and I am from Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, it's so good to have you here with us and to um, welcome you in. You know, uh, anybody who has listened to the podcast will know that um, City of Sound has been with us since day one, um, and so it's just been such a gift to have you um, with us in the uh, podcast space. But I wonder if we could just hear a little bit about your origin story as a band. You know, um, I know you all have kind of converged on uh, Los Angeles, and that's where you're based out of. Um, but I would love to just hear, you know, what some of your influences were, why you um, kind of chose music as a as a career path. Um, you could talk about, um, hey, that what's the first like album that you ever remember um purchasing um yeah i just love to hear some of your own personal stories yeah how do i start that off um so basically uh i had come back from school and um i had an idea for a name of a band called city of sound um and i guess long story short one thing led to another and all kinds of failures and all kinds of not working out in the music industry um ended up coming out to la and then failing again in the music industry. And then um, Andrew and I actually met, um, well, we, we had met at church initially, um, but then we actually really met because I was sleeping on the floor of an apartment and then Andrew was sleeping on the balcony of the apartment. And that's so, that's, so, that's, yeah. actually, so <laughs> that's actually where him and I reconnected, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we kind of reconnected there. And then Lacey and I actually met, um, I was working at a gym, um, and we had met and we were kind of training together. And then I heard her kind of talking about that she had played violin. And I was like, I had literally been wanting a violinist in City of Sound, like as like a main member. And I was like, 
I mean, look, this is random. Like, yeah, I was like, this is random. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was like, this is random. But like, if you want to join a rock band, like, I got this other guy who's sleeping on a <laughs> patio, <laughs> and I'm sleeping on the floor, and like, neither of us know anything about like production at that point or anything or like songwriting or anything. But like, if you want in. We'd love to have you. So you're all in LA at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're so all in LA. All kind of found your way to LA. Yes. In no. your own all separately. Yeah. Okay. All on our own. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, she said, yeah. And then that kind of that's kind of what started. And then in Andrew's old apartment, we were working with. I mean, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars of equipment. And the vision was always to be like DIY, hundred percent independent. That was always like. Um, that was my dream even before coming out to LA. Um, I had tried the label route. It did not work. Um, <laughs> um, and so like being just like making everything on our own, everything being our sound, um, our vision, the way we wanted to do things. Um, I felt like that was very important for all of us. Um, and then, yeah, we started recording our demos and we became a band. And the timing really worked out because up until that point, like I had just been focused on being a guitar player like that was my thing like I played for other mm. people um, kind of a hired gun and um, the longevity in that model is somewhat limited in terms sure. of you know you're always you're as good as your last gig um, yeah. and was ready to kind of sink my teeth into something and um, so yeah the, the the porch situation and kind of starting that conversation <laughs> yeah. came at the perfect time where um, yeah, I was like, let's, yeah, let's try. And, like, I'm going to take a swing at, you know, trying to produce some stuff. And, like, we're on this computer, and we sat down, both producing and trying to figure it out. The first stuff that we first did, we both were aware that it yeah, was garbage. Yeah, it's like, this is never going to go anywhere. It but it's a part of maybe a process yeah, towards and that's something better. And that's what we had yeah. accepted. We are like, yeah, but we're not going to show this to you. At least we know this, this is for us. Yeah. 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 yeah, and, like, while doing that, we were both doing our side stuff. Like, I was songwriting for a bunch of... Mm-hmm producers whatever yeah. artists stuff like that um and then we kind of put our demos together and that was when Lacey came in mm-hmm. um and she started tracking with us and like going through and then it's kind of cool because i mean she had her own journey with that we had all our, our own journey with that and just kind of um really i think owning owning our place as to um who we wanted to be like as a band <laughs> so my music uh started when i was four years old my mom put me in violin and I took right to it and was like competing classical world all that stuff and then ended up going to University of Southern California for violin performance so that's what took me out to LA got it and I think after college I was pretty jaded of that world because you're very much under like a magnifying glass and music is like you're being criticized for your music and it's almost like your faults are being looked for versus what I do now where it's like being a part of creating a really energetic atmosphere. So how jaded and this basically has um, healed my relationship with music, so. So one of the unique characteristics of City of Sound, which you've already touched on right, is this idea that you're fully independent. And I wonder if you might just um, tell us a little bit more about maybe the why behind that and um, like maybe what some of the challenges are that the band has to overcome like as a fully independent group. I mean, we have a pretty simple rule whenever something bad happens and it's like how we ask for it. Like I joke about it all the time. It's like, guys, we ask for this. We're independent. Like we don't have anybody to step in and take care of these problems or like deal with a venue or deal with any other like kind of thing that's going on. It's like, it's kind of hard to be a victim when like you chose the position that you put yourself in. So it's like, 
we also have kind of think the thing too it's just like I mean I think the whole idea of just being independent is like we just wanted to create what we wanted to create um, I firmly believed that we had all three of us have a standard of excellence where I think a lot of maybe people who decide to be indie bands maybe like it there is a certain like curated kind of sound you expect out of like a major studio sure um, and I think out of all three of us we were like we have the expectation of excellence to hit yeah, that honor um, um, and we've had that conversation mm -hmm. a lot too is like we are going to be very arrogant for each other because it's like each one of us can see each other where how great we are at what we do and the road that we run and I at least for me personally I'm like there's no way that that is not an addictive um, like it, it's not like an addictive energy that people want to be a part of and people want to like to attach themselves to and I think that's where the independent thing came from mm -hmm. is like that dumbass label is not going to have the same standards for our music that we do yeah. And like they might come up with a certain suggestion, yeah. but it's dumb. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and they're gonna try to they're gonna try to water it down. And mm -hmm. we've already had those conversations with yeah. people where they're like, "You can't have an eight, an eight and a half minute song on your album." Like, "Hey, you got to write a song about like TikTok and shit." We've literally had those conversations, mm -hmm. yeah. and like every one of those conversations can just absolutely like kiss our ass. Yeah. Like we, we're just not interested in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I would add to that. I think the the conversation around being independent. Um, continues to evolve as we get further and further into this. Mm -hmm. Like the the freedom to be ourselves and tell, play the music that we want to play to the people that we want to play it to. Um, that, in my mind at least recently, has been the thing that has been most solidified. Mm -hmm. It's like that's what it means to be to be independent. We market to who we want to market to. We play for who we want to play mm -hmm. to. We're not getting put in, you know, marketing brackets that. Yeah. limit where we can go which that's what a label would do they would say this is your sound this is who's going to like your sound yeah. and we're going to pitch you that way um, the freedom that I think comes from yeah, making music that makes that matters to us and being able to play that for whoever yeah. and, and, and share that with whoever is really we can interact with whatever community we want yeah. in whatever way we want Yeah, I mean you, you said it best yesterday when you were just like people would listen to our music and then when they would come to our show they would expect a certain I think demographic yeah. and like group of people and then you come to one of our shows and it's literally it is not at all what you would expect like like yeah. kind of like if our you, audience to look like I yeah. guess if you press mute you wouldn't be able to say this is a anthem rock band like you would have no idea it could be pop it could be country it could be literally anything and like that, I love that that oh, people yeah. come to our music as themselves and like I think that's part of what we all value is that like ideally our music is, is something that people are able to connect to and feel free to mm. be themselves. Um, yeah, talk more about that if you don't mind. Um, you know, one of the things that I've seen as I've just kind of watched um, City of Sound, watched each of you individually, and kind of seen the voice of City of Sound like created through you, um, is that it seems like super intentional that you all are trying to create this space where anybody can be a part and um, anybody can find themselves in your music. and. I wonder if you could just tell me a little bit about like the heart and the vision behind that. I think, uh, like as an initial feeling, I think what it has been born out of. Like we're not really smart enough to figure that out, you know. Like we're actually, actually not very smart. Yeah, we're just like we <laughs> really like people. <laughs> yeah, like we just really like people. It's like I don't care where you came from or where you're going or what choices you make in your life. Like what matters is right now 
and like this moment that we're saying, hey, we believe that you have the uh, capacity to create the life that, that you want to live for yourself. And we're three people saying, we believe that for you. And I think that's just something that's so central to kind of sound so pretentious, like our message, but like, I guess to our music, like what's like to our music is just this idea of like, like there, there, there is always hope. And just the idea of every single show, whether people listen to our music or whether at a show, we want them to walk away feeling like they can beat the absolute shit out of life. Yeah. Um, and we also want them to feel like that's so, so many of like the things that we're dealing with today. It's like when you really zoom out, and you try to see someone as human instead of anything else, you can find a conversation there. And you can find a moment where a wall breaks down, yeah. where you can actually truly see each other in your experiences. And you can actually like appreciate not just your differences, but you can actually find the places where you're very similar. <laughs> My whole thing is about worthiness always. If mm-hmm. I can look out and like feel like what I'm doing or what we're doing is helping one person feel more worthy of life and love and mm-hmm. all of that, like that's everything to me. And I mean, that's, no, yeah, I mean, that's not as beautiful when like, there's always someone to fight for. There's always somebody that like, you're the, if you're the one up on stage, then like, give them what you came there to do. They bought money to come see us. Like, and if they bought money to come see us, then they're our listener because nobody knows who we are. So like, if they, I mean, if they bought our ticket, then like they are our people. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I mean, yeah, just what you just said, like we have to be just as sweaty playing for 10 people as if we were playing for a thousand and just as tired. Because it matters. Yeah. I mean, that resonates so deeply with us and what we do here at the Exodus Road, that idea that we show up for both the one and the many, right? It's really core to um, the work that we do in prevention, intervention, and aftercare. And um, we're actually in this really cool season where we're celebrating nine years of investigative work here at the Exodus Road, nine years since our very first um, successful rescue. And so it all started with the one, but we're actually, we've celebrated now 1,500 rescues. Um, and each of those rescues represent um, like this full story, this, this full journey, like this, this individual who is now walking in freedom. So I love knowing that the message of your music, um, the heart behind it is like driven by this idea of like being able to look in the eyes of the one and say, hey, you're worth more. Um, because that's really, in a lot of ways, what we're trying to do here at the Exodus Road too, is look into the eyes of um, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, halfway across the world and just letting them know, hey, you're worth more than what you're experiencing or what is occurring to you right now. So talk to me a little bit about your role with the Exodus Road. Um, you know, you guys are, you're well above average um, in terms of supporting the Exodus Road. You know, I can always count on a positive um, comment from City of Sound on anything that we post on our social media. Um, it's been this um, great journey alongside you in the podcast space. You guys have been a part of Until All Are Free since day one. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, why is that? Well, that's actually really cool because mm-hmm. I had heard about Exodus Road in college and um, I was kind of, at least me, like me personally, I was like, it was kind of when human trafficking had really become on like the forefront. Yeah, Cody um, 2012. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I was like just very interested of like, I want to see some like organizations that are doing this. And Exodus Road appealed to me because it felt like the kind of like, the nitty gritty like it felt like the, it felt like they were doing like the grunt work yeah. of mm-hmm. rescue yeah and that always appealed to me um 
which I guess goes in line with us also doing all the grunt right. work to mm-hmm. get where we want to go. The beautiful yeah. struggle. The beautiful yeah. struggle, as I call it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny because then when Andrew and I like found each other, he was like, "Dude, I had like, yeah, I know Exodus Road." I know and, like, people. Yeah, I mean, the the Exodus Road. Like, I I have been fortunate enough to know Matt for a very long time and kind of be in the conversation, you know, and, and get it to really hear him say, this matters to me. So we were, uh, me and two other friends were kind of traveling, working with a lot of NGOs around the world, um, around the road for a long time. And Matt was kind enough to surprise us in Thailand. We didn't know he was coming, um, which was amazing. Like we hadn't seen family or anybody we knew for a long time. Um, and he just popped up and showed up at the airport and it was like, you know, a friendly face and in the middle of a lot of strangers in the middle of a long journey. And like, yeah, we were, we were ready to see somebody that we knew and, um, it was awesome. And, and he, he kind of shared with us like, Hey, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's something about human trafficking and particularly, um, when it comes to sex trafficking of minors, um, that, that was stirring him in a way that it was it was unacceptable and, yeah. and it, to, it, as it should be for everyone but but to a degree that most people don't experience I think yeah. um, you know if that was true we would have a lot more mats in the world mm-hmm. you know I this week I got to show my friends where I grew up and it's a very small mountain town um, <laughs> and to go from that small mountain town to a red light district in Thailand it was overwhelming like and and the magnitude, at least my takeaway, was the magnitude of the problem um, felt completely overwhelming. Um, and we didn't, you know, my memory is we, we didn't see anybody that, any minors traffic that we knew of. It was just the the general sense that people are, this is, this is so humanity. Are being exploited here. Yes, yeah. and humanity commodified yeah. um, in a way that I had never seen before. Um, and I think for everybody it was overwhelming. The rules of the world that you were living in no longer apply. And it's trying to, uh, yeah, square those two things of like the world that I understood, my world of like Starbucks and being an American and living a life that is very sheltered. And then outside the window, seeing a world where people are, are, being exploited and being sold and yeah it's 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 a remarkable juxtaposition that um that at the time felt completely overwhelming that's always been a bit of a struggle in terms of figuring out how to make the art that i care about making have impacts beyond just making a good song, you know? And I, you know, to bring it around to like, something that I recognized about Jordan early on when we were writing his songs is that that they weren't, we weren't trying to make a great pop song, (laughs) you know? Like the content and the things that were, he was choosing to really dive into and write about mattered. And I, for me, like it opened a door to a much larger conversation that wasn't just, we're gonna play this in a club and people are gonna have a great time and get drunk. And that's for a lot of music like that is a great goal, sure. but from my context, there's more to it. There was that it would have been unfulfilling for me. 
well, I want to shift gears back to your music and talk lyrics for a bit. Um, I wonder if you'd each just share with me what your favorite City of Sound lyric is. Oh, no. I've got mine. <laughs> it's tattooed on my arm. Well, let's start there. Okay, it's from Ode of She, and it's May Shadows Find a Heart Still Beating. Um, just lots of layers on that one, personal. Yeah. Um, yeah, just in dark times, yeah. your heart's still beating. Yeah. Keep going. Am I allowed to do the hot rod moment where I say I also like to party? Is that allowed? <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Cause, yeah, go ahead. No, do you do? No, you go. You go. I can well, talk, I've talked so much. No, but like it. It's funny because that that would be. It's between that and I for one. Like and, and I for one being mm. I see the hope of the future right here. That one has grown over time. Like mm. being the rooms that we play for and looking out and seeing people singing that and it's like awesome. it's yeah. it really like that one gets me yeah. um embodying the hope for the future yeah and like yeah and, and just, what it start to started to mean throughout the journey yes. versus like the first mm. time we that, played it yeah that one that is exactly right like mm. it has evolved so much from like the first room we played it in to the, you know like it's i love that mm. yeah yeah that's amazing I mean, yeah, I for one has one for me too. Um, it's it's brace for the setting sun, um, and it's right before the line. I see the hope for the future right here. But it's because I mean, when writing it, like the idea was like you are bracing for the sun to go down, mm-hmm. and it's the idea of even in the midst of you know the darkness coming, the immediate following line is I see the hope for the future right here, regardless of yeah. like the night coming. Yeah. But then the next one I love is taking the view. Oh, the air surrounds you when facing the wild, honest and true. Mm. And I love, um, I love like kind of the story of that because then it follows with like, the ho- I hope that you fight till light takes your rage. So the valleys beyond us will know of your name. And I love that because like the idea of, I love, I don't know, I don't even know if it's actually that good of lyrics, but I think it just works because the melody and the music is good. <laughs> so I don't even know if the lyrics are exactly great. But just, I love the idea of like stay around long enough that hope comes back so that way like because there is a story beyond you and where you're going to hit even more valleys but like let them hear your name yeah all right guys so as we start to wrap up um tell me what's on the horizon for city of sound and how can people um stay in touch and, and follow along so we are playing black sheep tomorrow uh, yeah. we are on the silent empire tour which silent empire is the name of our debut album yeah um we are booking the tour all on our own and paying for awesome. everything yeah. and promoting everything all on our own um so it is truly the diy indie method um so like to the point where we don't even know where our tour is going to take place next because we don't know what opportunities we'll have as a band but currently right now we're on the southwest run we are playing black sheep tomorrow um and then we are going to salt lake city and we are playing Soundwell on saturday which we cannot wait for that's actually Lacey's hometown yes. yeah and then uh we return back to la um at the federal in los angeles and then that will be the end of the first leg of the tour and then Hopefully we head to the Midwest. Yeah. That's that's the plan. I gotta yeah. play home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're doing currently right now. And we are we're while we're doing that, we're recording our second album, um, and just uh, working on working on some deals to keep the band blowing up and hopefully gaining a huge listener base. And yeah, um, yeah so we're recording the second album, which we're excited about. Yeah. And hopefully we're gonna be going on tour a lot more. So. Yeah. The, the best way to follow and support is honestly listening to us on Spotify or Apple yeah. Music. I mean, but like, even playlists. Yeah. yeah. E- even outside of, you know, I can, you know, 
look, socials on Instagram, City of Sound of Music, Twitter, yeah. The City of Sound. Obviously, that's great for us. But the actual like meat and potatoes of what we're doing is streaming our music, adding it to playlists, and honestly, and monthly as, follow, like, and, yeah, follow. monthly listeners are so yeah, yeah monthly, monthly listeners are huge. Yeah. Um, but like honestly, like as simple as it's always been, like just share it. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, guys, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, it's been a treat to have you in our offices here in Colorado Springs. A treat to have you on the podcast. Thanks for what you've done to support Until All Are Free and the work of freedom through the Exodus Road. And we're just excited to continue to, to watch um, City of Sound as you guys are just killing it in the music scene. No, dude, this is, thank you for having yeah, us. This, this is, is like, so this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. So now we have the excuse and it's very, very cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of Until All Are Free. If you want to learn more about City of Sound, we'll be linking to their website and social handles on our website at theexodusroad.com slash podcast. Until All Are Free is a podcast by The Exodus Road, a nonprofit dedicated to the strategic fight against human trafficking around the globe. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, Preston Goff, and the music you've heard on the intro and outro of this episode was produced and generously donated by our guests, City of Sound. If you want to support the podcast, I'd love for you to take a moment to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. It really helps. Oh!